0: hey everyone and welcome to behind the box i'm your host sherry and we'll be interviewing passionate people who are on top of their game discussing all things workplace culture and diving a little deeper into thought-provoking topics we think you'll love we truly hope it makes a positive difference to your life business or workplace thanks for listening Hey guys, this first episode is a little intro to us, why we believe workplace culture is so important, plus we discuss who our heroes are and why. Expect lots of laughs from two ex-colleagues turned friends turned business partners. Also, AJ wanted to surprise me with some random questions, so when you hear the pauses, just know there's some heavy thinking happening in the background. You'll have to forgive us as we warm up into the podcast scene. Hope you enjoy it. Hey guys, it's Sherry here, and you've also got Ajita with me. Hello. So I'm the founder of Brainy Box, and Ajita is also an owner in the business. And I wanted to start a podcast all about people and culture. And so for today, I wanted to do an intro episode to get everyone familiar with what we're gonna start, um, what we're gonna talk about. And what kind of people we're going to have on and why we're even doing this podcast. But I didn't want to sit here and talk to myself. So I thought I'd (laughs) bring along a friend to ask some questions. And I thought I'd throw it over to Ajita, but just a short introduction to her. So I met Ajita at Telstra and that was my previous life. And she, I actually came into her team so really they adopted me (laughs) when i went into the media team and we were looking after media products back then and so that's how we were introduced and uh we became we became friends since that time and now she's working with me on Brainy box as well and she's just a fabulous person and I just, yeah, love her. Aww, so I paid her to say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here are the five things you must
0: say. Uh, I will take the cash off you later. Um, but no, here's
1: Ajita. Hey guys, um, like Sherry said, um, my name's Ajita or AJ. Um, and yeah, I work on uh, Brainy Box with Sherry, which has been such a fun journey. We started this, well actually Sherry started the business Uh, last year, but she asked me to come on board um, around March this year. And I think we've had a really great um, time together. And I think I've been really lucky. Like Sherry said, she was my boss. (laughs) It's actually my favourite story to tell. Every time we're together and I introduce Sherry, I'm like, she needs to be my boss. (laughs) Um, And now she's my boss. (laughs) Yeah, I tell her what to do. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just a testament to show that, you know, we... She was my boss. We ended up becoming really good friends. And then even after our relationship at Telstra um, sort of came to a natural end, uh, we still have found our way to each other again. Oh, no, it's so nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, we have such a blast working together on Brainy Box. Um, but outside of Brainy Box, I still um, am in the corporate world. Um, but then outside of that, my passions really are health, fitness, psychology, just becoming the best version of yourself possible. Um, and just living life to the fullest as well, which I think is things that we, um, really align on that we both are passionate about. Um, and I think that's a lot of the things that you'll be hearing on this podcast as well, not only workplace culture, but, um, you know, how to become the best version of yourself in little small ways as well. Yeah, for sure.
0: Is it over to me now? I think so. (laughs) 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 so am i talking about this
1: podcast now yes oh actually you know what no let's let's take it back let's just take it back a step oh okay um so now that i've introduced myself (laughs) i told sherry that the next thing that she should do was introduce herself but for those that know sherry know that she's not the type of person that talks about herself um so I thought, let us let me give um, my quick thoughts on who Sherry is as an outside perspective, completely unbiased, <laughs> despite the love I have for her <laughs> and the friendship we have. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, yeah, I thought I'd start with maybe five things um, that I think um, Sherry is. And then... Thanks, you will Making okay. it a lot easier for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're going to talk about yourself. Yeah, okay. I will. I will. <laughs> So five things that I think you are is, the first one is absolutely understanding and empathetic. You just um, always, um, you know, are very considerate about other people. You never put yourself first, hence why you're not even talking about yourself right now. (laughs) Don't put yourself first. Um, Obviously, you stand up for yourself, but you um, are very understanding, very empathetic. You always consider what other people's needs are. Um, and you always um, put yourself in their shoes whenever you do anything. And, and I think it really shows in the friendships that you have and the way that you treat other people as well. I realise that's my number one and my number two, so I combined Thanks, two <laughs> um, The third thing is that you are very comfortable with who you are um, and what you want from life, which I absolutely love because I think it's really important to have people in your life that... They know what they want, they know who they are, and then you're not easily influenced by other people, no matter, you know, who that person is. If you've got a different opinion to theirs, you're very comfortable with listening to what they have to say, but you also know what your values are, what your principles are, and you aren't swayed by that, which I think is absolutely awesome. Um, The other thing is that you have a very calm energy about you, which... Is so important especially when you were leading our team <laughs> <laughs> and we would have fires left right and center oh, yes I remember those and you would see me and Dal running around like headless chooks but Sherry always remain calm and just you know be like okay what's the situation what do we need to do and you're always focused on um, you know if there is a problem what's the solution you never dwelled on um, making anyone feel bad about a mistake you're always very calm collected okay what do we need to do next um, which I think is so, so important in every facet of life. Um, and then finally, you're just hilarious and fun to be around. <laughs> oh my God. And most of so our conversations are literally just us giggling.
0: <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> all you
1: have to giggle. You have to giggle. You have to edit all the giggles out. I think, I think <laughs> yes. I'll
0: include all the giggles. I think that's what's making this podcast so good right now.
1: Um, so now you, have had to talk, yeah, now you have to talk about yourself because I said, Sherry, you need to introduce yourself, talk about who you are, so they know the type of person you are and you know your journey so I think this is a good platform
0: thank you so much I have to say that the comment about knowing who you are and what you stand for I think that that takes time Mm. and I think it's not even time and it's not even experience I think you have to put effort into actually working that out yes and making sure that you're following your own instincts and your own Mm -hmm. gut feeling and doing things that really give you energy and following things that make Mm -hmm. you excited Mm -hmm. and continuing to explore that.
1: And I think that's such an important point because I think a lot of people are so busy these days that they don't give themselves the time or space to evolve who they are as people. Um, and you need time and space to do that because it is a conscious de- decision that you have to make every single day definitely. and if you don't put that time aside to do it it's literally never going to happen so I think that's also what I love about you because you always put that extra effort and consideration into becoming the best version of yourself but also understanding that it is a process it's definitely a process evolving <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely evolving. <laughs> I'm
0: becoming, as Mr. Shalomar would say. Um, <laughs> so I would, yeah, I would say that I feel really humbled by what you just said about me, and I'm like blushing. And I was being like, I'm very it's nervous. So much more. <laughs> it's, it's put me like, it's very high expectations of me as a person. Uh, but I think that I've, in the last 10 months, so I left Telstra last year I think in November and I basically put my hand up to leave uh, and I just knew it was time to take a package because I had learned what I could at Telstra and I really, I actually really loved what I was doing there and I really believed in what I was doing for a long time and it was giving me energy and I was excited and I especially loved the service element and creating the best experiences for customers. I really loved it and it but I think it got to a point where I realised that the mission that they were driving towards wasn't aligning to what I really, really cared about in life and what my purpose was and that doesn't mean that it was a bad company or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's not. It's just that I knew I cared about other things, mm-hmm. and I knew it was the right time to go. And I had started doing Brainy Box kind of on the side for maybe one or two years, mm-hmm. just coming up with the idea because I was always doing um, running to Coles like down the road, or was it Safeway Woolies that they call it now?
1: Hi yeah. Jay. Um,
0: <laughs> 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 IGA, yeah, yeah, I do. I yeah, I go do um, <laughs> I those do. runs Snack and and runs. <laughs> get yes, yeah, get some healthy snacks because there was absolutely nothing in the office and I was always I was always pickyish and I couldn't just eat fruit all the time because mm. we had fruit box which was awesome, uh, but anyway, I started doing that on the side and then I always had this gut feeling that I really wanted to start my own thing mm. and I think originally it was just to start my own thing and now I think I've really developed a passion for how health and well-being and our connections at work make a real big difference to our business outcomes mm. and to our lives mm. because we spend so much time at work yeah. and i just believe in that so much and i don't think people talk about it enough yeah and i think people just kind of shake it off as oh it's just a program or initiative or just bring in a fruit box or whatever, like whatever it is. But I think there's just so much to creating an amazing place to work. And there's all of this talk now about entrepreneurs and becoming like business owners and all that. And whilst that's amazing, it's not for a lot of people because it's so hard. It's so lonely and you have to create everything yourself from your vision to what you're going to do on a daily basis. and it's just not for everyone and a lot of businesses fail so if we're not focusing on creating the best environments for people then with people having so many options these days as well to move around to different companies Mm -hmm. um then companies are going to be in trouble and so that's what i really care about and that's what i want to do with this podcast i want to be able to talk to people who share the same passions as me who are either leaders employees or who actually work within people and culture Mm. to come and share what they've done that's worked really well, big or small, um, and also share a little bit about what, you know, sparks their light and what gives them energy as well.
1: Mm. And I think you've touched on some really important points there. The first one being that, um, you know, you spend so much of your time at work. You spend most of your time at work. And I think that's where the slight change in Brainy Box's vision really came about because when we were doing all of the brand work at the beginning of the year were sort of like yes it is about health and yes it's about well-being but it's more than like brainy box is more than just that it's about how can we spark a little bit of happiness uh spark a little bit of you know joy in someone's day when they go and get their snack or something like that and how can we help people become a better version of themselves while they're at work exactly rather than you know having you know trying to make that time outside of that you're already at work you're already in that space what can we do to do that to help other people achieve that because that's who we are fundamentally as people exactly Um, we don't have we don't really consider you know there's work and then there's life like two separate things we you spend so much time of your day at work that you know, it's not a bad idea to integrate other aspects of your life while you're there as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this all came about when we,
0: uh, and I went to this, what was I called branding workshop with Andre, who, uh, was, or is the co-founder of Vino Mofo. And he did kind of like a mentoring session with both of us separately. And that's really when we started putting different ideas mm-hmm. into place and changing the way we thought about what brainy box meant and what we really cared about and what we stood for and what we wanted to share with other people mm.
1: and i think the second thing that you said originally was um the types of people that we're going to have on the podcast it's not just going to be leaders it's going to be employees um and i don't like the word employee like no. people Other people at work. Just people. Just people. Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah, exactly. Because... Make it a bit more human. Other humans. (laughs) Other humans. Other (laughs) homo sapiens (laughs) will be joining us on this podcast. Yeah. And I think that's really important because um, it's not just up to the leadership team or the SLT... Um, very corporate speech. So, what's SLT? MLC, SLT it's, your <laughs> um, it's not only up to the leaders to make positive changes at work or introduce programs. Like, yes, they might have the resources or the authority, but we all, as homo sapiens working <laughs> in a work office environment, have the power and the ability to make positive changes and influence others. So, this podcast really is for anyone no matter what part of the organization you are um if you want to make a positive change to yourself at work or or outside of work inside of work or um to the lives of other people to those around you
0: definitely and i think as well like some of the things that ajita and i have been reading are coming into play in terms of what we share and how we implement things in our own lives Mm. so something a book that ajita recommended to me i think it was you Atomic Atomic Habits. Oh
1: yes. Yeah, that so was the beginning.
0: Yeah, oh. so one of the one of the biggest things that I took out from that is how forming a habit is just about doing the thing you say you're going to do every day and it doesn't mean committing to a big thing every day. It just means doing it for doing it in a small way. So if you want to become a runner, it's about just getting up and doing a walk around the block just for the first day just committing every day to that small thing to actually make the change and I think people get really overwhelmed by making significant changes that sometimes it just doesn't Mm. doesn't stick so Mm. that's what I really believe in making the small changes that have positive Mm. impacts over time
1: Mm. and that's that's basically what it is like rarely do you suddenly just wake up tomorrow and Do this big thing that makes a dramatic change. No, it's always the combination of little things. And I think it's really important to remember that time goes on. Time will always tick by whether you do the thing or not. Ah, exactly. So just do the small thing every single day, as hard as it is. And even if you, you know, you slip up and you don't do the thing, just do it again, like the next day. Exactly. um, Yeah. Exactly. So that's kind
0: of been that's kind of been my life for the last nearly 10 months so I didn't really get to really introduce other parts of me but um other than other than that I guess uh I a little bit about me personally is that uh I was born overseas and I came here from Iran with my family I was raised in a really Iranian household I'd say so quite cultural um traditional in some ways as well and so growing up in primary school, especially, was a little bit isolating, only because I just felt so different to all the other kids, mm-hmm. and I was always drawn somehow to all the other Middle Eastern children, <laughs> and there wasn't many of
1: us. We all have magnets. <laughs> I'm ethnic too, so you just attract. Where's the other brown kids? I just, and... <laughs> I just, I don't know. I just mean two other Middle Easterns <laughs> hanging out.
0: Um, but, but anyway, I. I eventually branched out when I got to high school, and yeah, f- um, found a few other friends, and I, I just, yeah, ended up not knowing what to do with my life and studied business, um, like most other people who, who do just business. who do business <laughs> or just have no idea what's going on when they're in year twelve. But yeah. um, it was always you have to study and then go to uni and then you find a job. That's yeah. just how it was back then, and yeah and yeah it's all led me to corporate and here i am now is it really
1: yeah well there's way more but (laughs) we we've got lots of subsequent (laughs) podcasts to delve into the life of sherry the (laughs) life of this brainy box founder um that's (laughs) awesome so i wanted to ask you something quickly because you've given us like a quick history of the things you've done and the milestones that you've achieved Mm. um and I've given you my thoughts on who you are as a person. Yeah. So this is a bit of a deeper question. Okay. So who is Sherry when other people are around? And who is Sherry when it's just by yourself? I'm the same person. She alone is. and the <laughs> others. <laughs>
0: I honestly I didn't (laughs) even need to think about that because I am exactly the same.
1: You're authentic, that's what it is. Gina, these compliments today. (laughs) Okay. Um,
0: No, I really am because I just I just know I just I don't know, you know when you meet certain people or you're in certain situations that you know are not aligned to your own values, Mm. um, I can just tell. I just have like this really big sense straight away. Mm. And so I can I I'm just so comfortable just being me all the time mm. I don't have to fake anything ever mm. and I and I'm just so it's so liberating
1: yeah and so how did you become that because you talked earlier about how it's an evolution mm. and it's something that you work on so what do you do that helps you become comfortable with who you are because like you might mm. know what your values are, and you might know what you stand for, but sometimes when you're around really powerful personalities or people mm. that have really strong opinions and things like that, it's hard not to be swayed. So how do you become, how do you remain so um, comfortable and confident in who you are?
0: Mm. I really respect what other people say so I always listen to other people's opinions and I'm always open to being swayed
1: Mm. Mm.
0: so if someone's got a good idea I'm definitely up for listening and changing my thoughts on it Mm. and I'm I'm not there to be right I'm there for the best outcome Mm. so that's why I don't care yeah I don't know. Does that... That make sense. Does that, that makes,
1: make sense? It does. It does. Not that, that I don't
0: care, but you know what I mean? I You don't have ego. It's ego. It's I lack just, of ego. Yeah. You're, just,
1: you're happy. And you know I'm
0: what? I'm not there to be, like, the right, the person that's right all the time or yeah. the person that has the best ideas or yeah. I'm there for the greater purpose of what we're trying to do here.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I think that's a really good thing... Good thing that you've said. <laughs> a really important point that you've made because... A couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about, um, so I think I hadn't seen you in a little while. Yeah, um, you left me. I left her because I still have a job, and you went on holiday. I went on <laughs> there You have reasons. a life and a job <laughs> and a husband. That's another full time job. <laughs> Sorry, i won't. taking up her time. Um, and you said we, we were filling each other on, um, you know, all the things that I missed out on and whatever. And you said something that was really, really profound to me. And I think it really embodies your philosophy and the philosophy of Brainy Box. And what you said was, um, like, when you first started Brainy Box, you started Brainy Box because you wanted to start something and you wanted Mm -hmm. to be the person that started something and you wanted to be that entrepreneur. Um, And I think that's completely normal because you are an ambitious person and you are a goal-driven person and you know what you want and you go for it. But of recently and I think it's probably the accumulation of the amazing people that you've met the situations that you've been in the journey that you've been in and the books that you've read as well learning from so many people learning from so many people that you said that your focus is now on how can I add value to others how can Mm -hmm. I serve others Mm -hmm. and and I think that really shows in the way that you are as a person and the way that you interact with others because when you go from a a mentality, like a more egotistically driven mentality on of how can I shine? How can I show other people who I am too? How Mm. can I serve you? How can I add value to you? Mm. It's a completely different state of mind. It's a completely different way of being. It's so different. And I felt like... I
0: honestly feel like that is genuinely me Mm. as a person, Mm. but I never thought that that would get me anywhere.
1: Because I think it's like society...
0: I never thought that that yeah. was. I never thought that that was a good thing.
1: Yeah, you know, I never
0: thought that that was beneficial or any. Like, I just didn't think that that would be.
1: Yeah, because that ethos is really linked to non-profit organisations or volunteering. like yeah. how do I serve others? And all of that is like well how do you make a living like how do you earn a wage like there's I have to have expenses yeah (laughs) you know it's yeah whereas I think um the thought leaders more recently are talking about you know for example Gary Vee and um Seth Godin and and um all those I can't think of yeah and those two have been the biggest influences because their main philosophy is serving Mm. others you Mm. know who is the tribe that you are speaking to and how can you serve that tribe? If there are other people that, that look at what you're doing and say, I don't I get it, that's fine. This isn't for you. This is for my tribe and my main being is exactly. to serve them. Exactly. I think we've, we've, we've learned a little bit about who you are as a person, your journey up until now. Um, so t- talk to us a little bit about this podcast. So why did you want to start this podcast? Why... Did you? Because you've got a blog. We write in our blog. Um, why did you want to venture outside of that blog? And then, um, what do you hope to give people when they listen to this podcast?
0: Yeah. So I, I really wanted to start this podcast to be able to share people's thoughts and views more efficiently, and also to be able to get more to people, because there's only so much that you can share in writing. Mm. So that's the main reason why I started and I'm really excited to be talking to lots of different personalities about this topic and sharing it with other people so they can actually take on practical stuff that they can do for themselves or for their business or Mm. for
1: where they work. Mm. Mm. It's really exciting. Um, So, one of the key focuses that will be about this podcast is workplace culture um, and sparking happiness and joy in the place that you work, whether it be a corporate office or if you're an electrician or um, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. I've got two examples. An athlete. (laughs) could be anything. Anything. I only work in corporate, so I don't know what else exists. (laughs) Um, So... And so that will really help to facilitate a workplace culture. So, can you just talk a little bit about why you think workplace culture is so important? Um, and what is a workplace that you've just loved working in, and the type of culture that you really see is important?
0: Yeah. So, I think that it's really important to be talking about this now because the future of work is changing the future of the way we work is changing. There's a whole group of people coming in that are young, that are guns, that are going to be leading soon. And they have different mentalities than the leaders that we've had to date. And I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing.
1: Mm.
0: There, there are a number of different elements, I think to culture
1: because
0: it's made up of so many different things. The thing that the, the elements that I am really passionate about that I have seen that affect me and have affected my team in the past have been social connection, mm. have been purpose, caring, mm. just being looking at people as people, not as work. Yes. And it's just such a basic thing that people forget in yeah. business. As well as your well being your health and how you're growing Mm. and there's there's a lot there's a lot to how a culture is created but I think those I think those five that I counted Mm -hmm. um but they're the elements that I'm really really passionate about I love talking about it and I know I know it makes a difference to business outcomes and how people work because there's there's evidence Mm. out there there's research that's been done by people, so I'm really excited to be talking about more of it with others. Mm.
1: And I think that's, yeah, everything that you've outlined is so important. And there's a really important quote that I've seen, and it's people don't leave bad jobs, they leave toxic culture or a bad boss. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the times when people leave this and they can't, you know, always articulate why, it's because of this culture that every single organisation has Um, and I think the really important thing to know is that a culture can be changed but it's going to take a lot of effort Um, and it takes effort and it takes everybody's effort because there's no point in the leadership implementing something if people don't buy into it and people of all levels actively contribute to it it takes daily action yes Everything takes daily action, unfortunately. <laughs> Everything daily action. <laughs> Everything takes effort and time. Yes. Awesome. That's really, really exciting. Um, and then could you also talk about a culture that you just loved working in? Oh, that's right. That was and the second part of your question. That was the second part and yeah. why you loved it. What were the things in that culture that just really stuck out to you?
0: Yep. So... My corporate job was just at Telstra. I was there for seven and a half just maybe over seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. but anyone who has worked in a big corporate knows that there is subcultures in different teams in different divisions or business units, yes. and so I'd have to say that I had two incredible like two incredible teams that I was in. That it was just it was so exciting getting up and going to work. I loved it. I just was had so much energy and I was excited to see my friends at work and it wasn't even like I was working. It was like I was going to see my friends and we were gonna kick some goals together. That's what it felt like.
1: I freaking love that.
0: That's what it felt like. It was it was so good. <laughs> that
1: is the dream, guys. That is the dream. <laughs> that is what you
0: want to be doing. You wanna feel like you're contributing to something important. You're having fun along the way. That is so important to me personally. Yes. It's fun. It's just I think there's research on this as well, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> won't get sidetracked so on that. But I think I think that's probably one thing: yeah. fun.
1: Yeah,
0: having a team where there is someone who is there to make things fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Whether it's we're doing team lunches every week, we're doing a breakfast, we're gonna have music on, we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna change up our meeting and talk about our weekend at the beginning. So I think fun and play is a huge element to having a really good culture. Mm-hmm. I do think your management is really important. Yeah. Um I don't think that responsibility is all on everybody else. Mm. I think that leadership plays a huge role in what culture what what the culture will be.
1: Mm.
0: And if it's a toxic one, it can be really hard to can be really hard to influence i have to say
1: and i think i think that's a good point like yes whilst anybody at any level can influence a culture and it is i think everybody's responsibility to contribute to it um leadership do have a certain level of responsibility to really focus on that um and i think that's only natural because as humans we look to authority to dictate our experience exactly we look at people that are above us or in leadership positions to sort of guide us um and you go to leadership you go into leadership positions with the knowledge that you will guide people yeah um and i think if you don't actively work towards that in a leadership position you're just not really fulfilling your job
0: definitely and not only that we look look to them for guidance energy rubs off on people yes if you're gonna if you're going to be a nervous wreck and if things have gone down and you're not holding yourself together you'll affect everyone they'll come back to their teams yes. it'll affect everyone
1: yes and that's what i said before like one of the things that mm. i appreciate about you so much is that you were always calm you were always collected i don't i can't remember a single a single time in what a year and a half two years where i felt like you were like yes you had pressure on you yes there was moments of stress but you never let us feel it, and you never put it on us or made us feel bad about anything. And That's so and, nice. And trust me. <laughs> there, there was are, some fuck ups there, <laughs> I, I done fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody makes mistakes, exactly. you know, but you never will. You were always like, okay, this is a situation. Moving forward, this is probably what you should have done. So you always let me know in the moment what the situation is. You never let anyone get away, like, if you did the wrong thing, you would always call. I'd call it out. You'd call, I call it, out it out
0: because I do it in a real respectful way yeah. and in a in a really caring way. Yes, exactly. And like you... do it with the right intent. That's yeah. yeah. That's something I like. I stand by for sure. Yeah. Um, calm. So is important. Calm is important. So <laughs> I think leadership's important. Yeah. So leadership, play, and purpose. I think they're the top three for me. You need to find. You need to find. You need to be able to connect someone to their own purpose that aligns with the greater purpose of the business. Otherwise, no one's going to be excited coming into work.
1: And you know what? Some you know when we caught up with um, Mikey Ellis from um, Pragmatic Thinking um, a couple of months ago, um, he basically works with corporate. Workplaces on their culture, like that's literally what he does for a living. Mikey, if you're listening to this, hello. <laughs> hello, Mikey. <laughs> Hi, Mikey. Um, and the first question that we asked him was, you know, what makes a workplace culture great? You know, what is it about these great workplaces that is it the free yoga classes? Is it the bring your puppy to work? Like, what is it really? Is it the bells and whistles? Um, but he said that fundamentally, it's that people go to work and they know what they are there to do and they know. That what they do matters, and it's that—it's really basic. It's that really foundational. It's a human need. It's a human need. Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? And does it matter? Like, you want to feel like,
0: like, if you want to be, yeah. You want to feel like you're part of something bigger, and you're contributing to it. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. That's just such a human need. Yeah. <laughs> and we want to feel like we're doing something.
0: Worthy. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I'd say, so that was in corporate, like they're the elements that I found worked really well in some of the teams I was in. Yeah. And then I'd say that prior to that, I was part of a real estate agency. Mm. And what I what I really took from them was... How to sell cr-
1: houses. <laughs> <laughs> that and... Um,
0: <laughs> that and... Your business, the people that work for you are your family. They are your family. You are with them more than your real family. Yes. And so I really took that with me. I remember when I resigned from there to go into other jobs, like corporate jobs, I remember saying to them, that's what I'm going to take with them and have with me forever. Because if you treat people like your family, they are so loyal to you. And it's all for the right reasons because you're treating them like you would your family because you care about them yeah. and they're being loyal to you yeah. and they will respect you, and so that was a huge that was another huge thing.
1: And that's like, it's it's really interesting because that is what a workplace culture primes you to do so if there's a workplace culture where it's warm it's mm. friendly you feel that from people yeah. around you you will automatically open yourself up you'll automatically talk about how your weekend was you'll automatically tell them hey i'm reading this book or me and my husband did this thing or, yeah like, exactly. you more you're more giving whereas if you are in a culture where everybody's closed off you don't you you want to protect yourself it's just this thing that happens to you because of the culture this energy that's around you um it's really interesting yeah it is I I'm love such it a sharer, so I love me o- too warm um, p- um cultures so I yeah. think that's really really important and when you're in a culture where your values and what's happening doesn't align I think that's where you're going to start seeing some issues yeah definitely definitely cool well um that's yep I think you've answered that one Um, And then the final question is basically a little bit more, just to get to know you a little bit better as well, Um, and that is about your heroes. So who are some of the people that inspire you both in real life um, and those people that you don't know but, like, you look towards? And the reason that I say heroes is because um, Seth Godin, I think one of our heroes, (laughs) um, talks about how, you know, you can look to people um you can look to people that you don't know yes you can search for a mentor but you can also look to people that you don't know and consider them a hero yeah um and that's why we refer to people as heroes and we've been doing that a lot so that's
0: that's why yeah <laughs> that explains things <laughs> um i'm gonna ask you this question too before we wrap actually oh, okay. it could be the same people <laughs> but we have um, the same
1: list <laughs> <and Gina's> heroes. <laughs>
0: um oh it's so interesting well my heroes for sure, Gary Vaynerchuk and Seth Godin. Yeah. I, and I think they've come at at times where I've needed them. Yeah. So Gary Vaynerchuk, I think that if you listen to him without any context, can come across as abrupt and alpha male and just not empathetic at all mm. as a human because of the way he talks and his tone is super energetic but really once you listen to him and what he says and how consistent he is with his messaging he is just so giving mm. and he really embodies that service like he's a person who mm. gives and gives and gives mm. I really look up to him um, from that perspective mm. and have learned a lot from him in terms of it's just like you're changing your whole mindset Mm. of from oh you're here to start a business to how can I help you Mm. how can I serve you what other value can I add to you Mm. and I that has helped me a lot and I and it just it makes things fun Mm. and it and it actually brings it back to why you're doing it in the first Mm. place so I've really loved that and Seth Godin he's just, he's genius. (laughs) And
1: uh, (laughs) when we meditate, we listen to Seth Godin,
0: (laughs) his voice is just, it's like going into meditation zone. He, I learned a lot from him in terms of the, the, again, servicing others Mm. and what marketing really is today. Mm. Marketing is not what you're, it's not really what you're taught at school. Mm. Things are changing and it's about servicing. It's Mm. about helping. It's about adding value.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: just his book this is marketing learned so much from that Mm. learned from purple cow yeah doing things differently standing out there's just so much out there tribes yep for sure tribes yeah so those two would i'd probably say come to mind instantly Mm. as heroes Mm. uh in my personal life i would have to say oh so cliche but my parents mm. are heroes mm-hmm. or oh, they're not he- well they're my parents but they're also yeah, they're heroes to, yeah, yeah i look up to them i they came here with basically nothing mm-hmm. with no family mm-hmm. and no support and they started a whole life here and raised three kids so Seriously, can
1: you imagine? Like that is definition the of
0: entrepreneur when taking I, a risk like I was that. I
1: your age, I had three babies. I'm like, oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I really don't know. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And starting here, like they, like, okay, oh, it's just crazy. Immigrants who leave everything behind yeah. and to start a new life somewhere that's hopefully better for their children yeah. is just a huge sacrifice. Huge sacrifice, and they're doing it for their kids.
1: So that no one, is. No one does that because unless they absolutely had to. No one leaves a country that they grew up in, their love with their children with absolutely nothing unless they absolutely had to. Exactly. Um, and yeah.
0: They... And I'm so blessed and so grateful that I'm here. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh man. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. just so happy I'm here. It's just the best country ever, it's the best country in the world
1: hundred percent Yeah. <laughs> um, so if I were well, to answer that question yeah I was about to say your turn well real life definitely my, my parents absolutely mm. same situation they left um, Nepal when I was five my sister was six months and I had my brother here But came here with very very little support back in 1996, where there wasn't many Nepalese people here. Right now, we're literally everywhere. I know you had a great community. I know, but back then, absolutely had nothing, and it was actually my parents that brought their, um, you know, my dad's brother, and then eventually he had uh, a wife, and then now they've got a so lucky, yeah. And then my mum's brother now he's got a family. they were basically the pioneers of our community, and then they brought everybody over, and um, it's just amazing. It's amazing. And and I think I'm really glad that I got to see them in that journey.
0: Yeah, because, wow, you're you know, a bit
1: older. Yeah, so I was five, and so then I saw them when we didn't have anything when we had a two bedroom apartment and it was my parents in one room and my parents, my, my, myself, my sister, my brother in one room, my two uncles in them in another room. And wow. then in the living room would be whoever needed to stay
0: Wow. in a two
1: bedroom apartment. Right. And to see them struggle and, you know, sacrifice so much stuff. Um, I think it's really important that you see that firsthand because then like
0: you must you just
1: appreciate, just everything. appreciate everything every
0: opportunity every, life every,
1: everything is just like wow i can't believe like sometimes i just pinch myself i'm like i can't believe like i'm living here right now with this life that i have like i just like i can't believe it i you know, know. It's yeah it's crazy so i'm um, so fortunate to have that experience um in terms of and another hero I would say is, like, my husband, Arwan. Oh, now I feel bad. Just not bringing up Justin. Justin is also my hero. <laughs> no, but do you know what I mean? Like, when I think about, like, when, and when I say heroes, I just mean, like, who I, like, look up to and who inspires me. Like, Arwan had a very, very similar experience where he left Nepal when he was 20, um, went to the States all by himself, built a life for himself, whilst providing for his family, like, being the sole provider for his family in Nepal like his aging parents and and then yeah and then just creating this life for himself and then I look at him I'm like wow like you really like you know what it is to work really hard and he's got this amazing incredible work ethic um as a result of that and he really pushes me to be like he really challenges me the best version of you yeah he really he calls me out like if I'm not doing what I need to be doing or whatever it is he really calls me out but then he's also my biggest supporter so um yeah him and, but then, if I think about, um, like, fictional—not fictional people, but people I don't know. Yeah, people that yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Yeah. You know them, but they don't know they don't you. Know. <laughs> they might know you soon. <laughs>
1: yeah. um, definitely. So I'm not that familiar with Gary stuff, um, but Seth Godin is just such a good um, thought leader. He mm. is just um, the way that he considers things. And the perspective that he has is just incredible. And I'm so thankful for freaking podcasts and interviews and this um, age where you can access all of this material um, and get all of this information to better yourself and to learn more. It's just, we're so lucky. You know, we've got books, but then we've got all this other stuff that we can just digest. Um, I love Seth Godin and I also really, really love um, David Goggins who's another oh, yes. one that we just did a blog about him he's very different in his approach he's very much just get the thing done like don't even think really about disciplined. it really disciplined Jocko Willink is another um, one who's very similar to David Goggins where they're very much like motivation is one thing but discipline is what is going to take you from one thing to the next thing um, and I think that's really, really important to remember in every facet of your life because it's always exciting. You would know. It's always exciting when you start, but to take that next day and the next day and the next day, that's what discipline is. I
0: have to say ideas are the most exciting thing.
1: Um, <laughs> and execution is the most
0: difficult. To and say. I have to say people who actually... Ideas are fantastic. I love ideas. However... An idea is nothing yeah. until it's done, and you have to do all everything for it to be done. You can't just mm-hmm. have ideas all the time if you want to. If you, if you're, yeah. Actually, in if you're an, an employee or yeah. if you, like you work for someone or you work for yourself, like you need to actually do things. Yeah. Mm. Um,
1: yeah. Love them, and then Michelle Obama is just incredible. If you haven't read her autobiography, Becoming, it's just. It's just incredible. It, just the person that she is and the journeys that she's had. Um, yeah, just love her. Who else do I love? Um, I just, I just, there's a few. There's a few people. You know what? I'm discovering new people every single day. And I, like I said, I'm just so glad that we've got access to all of these different thought leaders and people that just push you and to become a better version of yourself. You don't need to know people. You can just access people from around the world yeah and that's what
0: that's what i think i'm embracing so much now yeah. ever since we started on some a few books we've just been yes. taking in so much and it's been yeah it's been really good
1: so good um so those were the more serious questions that i had for you and oh like, there's is there more Cause these, she, are, these are the oh, like are rapid fire oh final, um funny questions okay okay and then we can i think we can wrap up <laughs> yeah okay dogs or cats dogs <laughs> <laughs> ice cream in a cone or a cup cup oh come a cup girl what about what cone it's too messy let's what be real really nice waffly cones
0: let's be real it melts and it gets messy but the
1: the waffle cones sometimes so they
0: put sometimes they put the waffle in it like they'll put they'll
1: you know those little waffles that they stick yeah. in all right Ooh, would a you, bit of surprise
0: about my answer yeah
1: would you rather have no hands or no feet Oh my, god. <laughs> oh my god. So but I can't even th- I can't even think about that. Would you rather have stumps at the end of your legs or stumps at the end of your arms?
0: I just can't. I have to skip this question.
1: I can't answer it. Oh my gosh. <sighs> if you were on death row, what would be your final meal?
0: <laughs> Ooh, this one I can answer. <laughs>
1: And why did you go so, to death row? <laughs> <laughs> what took you there? What happened? It would have been
0: standing up for a good cause. That's what got me there.
1: Oh. But wouldn't you think that they'd have leniency in your sentencing if it was a for a good cause? No. Who knows what the world's going to come to in the future? Oh, that's true. We've got Trump out there. Oh, my God. That's not good to him. Right. I have to interview you to go
0: overseas. To go to the US. That's another story. But back, <clears throat> to my, back to my meal. Yeah. I would just get Justin... Mm. To cook for me, Justin's my husband.
1: i, I That he'd be my final, <laughs> he'd be the person cooking my final meal as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's an amazing cook. Oh, so anything good. he would, anything he whips up, I will have that as my final meal, and yeah. I will enjoy every bite. Mm. Yep. Mm. Is that a wrap? That is. That was. Yeah. Those are my final questions. Oh, thanks so much, Ajita. No so good. Maybe next time we'll have you on and we can dig a bit deeper with you. No, I'll I'll
1: just give you information as we go along.
0: <laughs> I think we'll have to get our own, guys. All
1: right. <laughs> That's a wrap. Bye.
0: Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of Behind the Bee Box. My journey with Brainy Box has inspired me to share what I've learned from others with you in the hope it makes a positive difference to your life, business, or workplace. Your feedback and love is what keeps me going. So please follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at Brainy Box or connect with me on LinkedIn at Sherry Amami. If you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon.